see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Unpacked with PMMI. I'm your host, Sean Riley. Today, we continue our look back at Pack Expo East with our automation guru, Dave Greenfield from Automation World and Packaging World's Natalie Craig. Natalie highlights some interesting finds from the show floor that are ideal for emerging brands looking to make their first inroads into packaging via form fill seal. While Dave breaks down the emergence of automation software as not only a tool for determining things like OEE and TCO, but also for helping operations lay out a clear case to the executive suite on why investments in automation almost always pay off right away and show nearly immediate return on investment. Typically, at Pack Expo East, the forum sessions are used to inform, uh, bring up trends, business intelligence, create discussion. With our digital download that we're going to be providing with the PMMI media group, our esteemed editors, is kind of a combination of that as well as some actual actionable items that you can take out onto show floor and find. To my immediate right, I have Natalie Craig from Packaging World and next to her, uh, Dave Greenfield from Automation World. And they're gonna be giving us some of the solutions that they came across out on the show floor. It is day two. Day two is usually when the show really starts to hit its stride. So I'm sure that Natalie and Dave have some great things to bring to the table. So with that, Natalie, what have you seen out there so far? Yeah, I made a couple of circles around Unified Flex. They had quite a big crowd um, over there. Uh, vertical form fill seal, which is kind of an entry-level piece of equipment. It does a couple of different pack styles. It does a pouch, a three seal, a four seal, and a stick pack, which is really appealing to people who have to run different packaging sizes, but also companies who are just kind of making their way into automation and putting packaging equipment on their floor. So that was really interesting. It had a big crowd. I had to make a couple of circles back uh, to them. So that's that, yeah. I don't want to cut you up, but that's interesting you say that because we're at Pack Expo East. is It's a regional show. It's mm-hmm. it is targeting you know the East Coast, um, the Atlantic corridor, or whatever ninety five, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And we get a lot of you know smaller companies that are coming to a packaging show for the first time and might not understand how complex or or what is available to them. They hear automation, they think huge lines that are gonna, they don't have the space for. So that sounds like something, you know, I have a startup, mom and pop, that this is how I get into a packaging instead of doing it myself. Yeah, and I think that's why there was such a big crowd because you see a lot of people who, you know, are just barely getting their brand off the ground, but they need a way to package something efficiently and package a lot of things too. And so 
their machine was compact. Uh, it, it had quite the crowd and um, I've, I've seen a lot of, of equipment like that that's compact, entry level, you know, semi-automated or fully automated. All of those capabilities and that flexibility is really important. Like you've decided to bring the, you know, your mom and pop operation out of the garage. You've been putting it in bags yourself. Now I'm going to kind of ramp it up a little bit. I love it. Yeah. What else? Well, uh, I saw an automated cartoner. It's compact at around 20 feet long. Uh, it's also really great for entry-level companies or even contract packagers who don't have a lot of facility space. And the really cool and thing about this cartoner is that it's also very flexible. So you could do a hand load operation or you could fully automate it and connect it to other pieces of equipment. And so that was also really popular. It's brand new at PMI Kyoto. And that would also fit if you your, your business continues to expand, mm -hmm. that's going to give you different options down the line versus just being locked in with one thing. So I like that flexibility. That's something yeah. that everybody is obviously always looking for here. For sure. So Dave, what have you seen out there? You're our automation guru. What kind of fancy things do we have out there on the floor? Well, I mean, obviously, attending any PAC Expo show, you see all of the equipment, all of these systems, and from an automation standpoint, I'm looking typically at the controllers, the linear actuators, obviously the robots and the cobots that everybody sees. But a couple of things that stood out to me at, at this event and that I'm seeing coming more to the fore across the industry is a focus on software and not just the software that you use to interact with on the machine through the HMI to operate it, but also as a strategic tool. Uh, as well, and two software companies that I've met with here specifically focus their systems around OEE, which is a really well-known industry metric that's been around forever. PMMI's OPEX leadership network addresses it with their guidelines and tools, but in these two different software packages, uh, it, it, they're being used as part of one system that is a, it's a component part that addresses everything from labor issues uh, to regulatory compliance. And then in another one, it's being used as uh, a top business metric to not only handle the maintenance issues uh, on the equipment, which is typical for OEE, but also to help justify automation investments for CapEx expenditures uh, across uh, the plant floor. Uh, with that, uh, so that was, uh, speaking of that one, that was OEE Systems International. Um, and when I was speaking with Andrew Rice there, he was talking about how the digital transformation initiative across industry is really driving a focus on continuous improvement at companies of all types. Uh, and that's where he sees OEE as a business metric uh, to be used to link it to financial systems for the CapEx investments, and so that at the executive suite level, they can understand what a, even a 1% gain in OEE efficiency means to the business as a whole. So that was a key thing with that. And this uh, software can run uh, on a server, on equipment, or in the cloud, uh, which is a kind of an interesting connection to the other piece of software that I saw from Safety Chain. Uh, that is a total uh, software is a service uh, application that you uh, subscribe to it. It's delivered uh, from the cloud. And that, that's the one that I was referring to earlier that addresses everything from labor issues on through to compliance. It's actually used to track worker steps and worker input from everything from receiving to processing, 
to, uh, it also has OEE and statistical process control and on through to regulatory compliance. And a big issue with this software is how, uh, as Kevin Lee, who I met with there, was telling me is it's personalizable and, he and, and easily personalizable without having to program the software that you can create forms in it. And an example he gave was recently during COVID, one of the government agencies uh, added a new requirement that they had to uh, tell how many fans they had in the facility for ventilation reasons. That was something they didn't normally track for regulatory compliance in a food processing mm -hmm. plant for that, for this agency anyways. And they were able, and this was something that the company initially looked at and thought was going to be a huge undertaking to add this to their form. But with this software, they were able to create a form in one instance, send it out to all the plants, which was very easy for each of the plants to input that information in, because the guys in the plant know how many fans are in there, and they had all that information within 24 hours, and that software links to the, audit, the, the regulatory compliance uh, agencies so that they can see the data oh, externally, wow. so you don't have to prepare for an audit, the agencies can see that data in their system via a web browser. And that, you said so many things that- I know, triggered in, No, no, that <laughs> triggered thoughts in my head that I have to now <laughs> sort them out, and at my age, that's not easy. The first thing I was thinking, and you kind of touched on that, was that every study that we see, every uh, business intelligence PMI puts out, every story that you seem to, to cover on automation is the hardest thing is getting the people on the floor, the operations people, the, the engineers that are putting it together need this automation. They need this robotics to make it work, but they getting that all the way up the chain to the executive level mm -hmm. and getting them to sign off on that seems like probably their most difficult challenge often. And That's what good. you're saying with this simple OEE, not that OEE is simple, I'm not going to try to explain it, but it is, <laughs> it is relatively simple in this case. It's something that they can use this technology for as well. Yep beyond showing the plant floor workers what to focus on and where they should be focusing their maintenance efforts, it then shows the executive level what things are costing them and then like I said, how to justify investments on do we add a new line, do we add a new machine, and what can we expect as an ROI from that based on what we're seeing currently. Does this machine run faster? Does it have a higher throughput? Right. Whatever the case might be, it helps them then justify that calculation. And then with, with software, as a service, it immediately makes me think that this is something that is allowing the people on the floor to be more invested in their job. Like they are solving a problem with this government uh, came in and government regulation that they needed. They have, you know, how many fans we need to be able to up um, to report on this. And it's something simple that they're on the floor and they're figuring out on the fly how many that is, it, it keeps them more invested in their job versus, again, the manufacturing as this dirty facility where you're just putting stuff in a box over and over. This is something where they're literally solving a problem that goes all the way up the chain, and I have to think that's something that's going to empower them as, as workers, which we know is a difficult thing in our workforce for manufacturing. And it gives them direct feedback as well as they enter information into the system. It gives them feedback like if a weight of a package is over or under, it can it tells them, it gives them immediate feedback on the task list if that's over the set parameters in the system so they can make adjustments right then and there on the spot. I yeah. really love that. It, it gives you that, it, that sense of empowerment. Mm -hmm. um, so those are four 
great things that you guys should take part and go out and make sure that you stop by and take a look at. Um, if you aren't at the show and are able to see it online, uh, please visit uh, our virtual exhibits online. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.